Hello and welcome to the Fear into Faith Bible Challenge podcast. Um, so rad to have you here with us. I'm Marcelo, your friend and host, and you will be hearing from me and my wife, Summer, as we discuss the different nuances of our Bibles. Um, for those who haven't heard yet, we are doing a Bible read challenge. We'll be reading the Bible cover to cover from page one to 1365 or however big or small your Bible might be um, from the uh, Old Testament all the way through to the end, Genesis to Revelations. So um, if you want to be a part of the Bible study, there's some links down below in the description. We have a women's only Bible group that we're working on and a men's only Bible group that we're working on. Every day you'll be hearing a little bit from us um, and we'll go from there. So glad to have you on the part of the journey and uh, let's just get right into it. So this is really cool for us both to do different translations because sometimes with when I'm reading, I kind of don't all the way understand. So the version that I'm reading, as you can see, is called the scriptures. I, I don't think they can see on a podcast, but that's funny. I bet you can see. Come on. <laughs> so, and I'm reading um, the New Living Translation. Now I'm reading every man's Bible. So mine is uh, more geared towards men and stories of men and their struggles uh, throughout the Bible. So, um, fabulous. Back to me. Okay, back so to mine me. is the scriptures, and it has actually the Hebrew text for God's name, which, um, according to this version, God's name actually he had one was taken out of the Bible. Uh, I think it's six thousand eight hundred, no, two hundred eighty-three times. I'll check on that. But in this version, uh, it has actually. All of the names are different. They're the original names. So Genesis does not even say Genesis. It says like Bereshith. And um, you never see God or Lord in here. It talks about Elohim. Um, and then it has the uh, text for God's name, which some people say Yahweh. Some people say Yahweh. Um, and then it, this one also has the uh, Hebrew text for uh, Jesus's name, which is really cool. So I definitely... Um, like that, but I've read this one before, and so sometimes the passages they're they're very deep, and the way that it's spoken is a little difficult. So this will be fun, like being able to compare it to what you're reading. Cool. So just to recap, we're reading the Bible in 52 weeks, and yes, we are. That's like one year, 365 days. Well, less than that, since we're going to take Sundays off. Oh, here it is: the restoration of the name. It was taken. Uh, let me just read this real quick. The restoration of the name of the Almighty to any translation of the scriptures should require no justification. After all, it was the Almighty himself who originally placed his name in the scriptures at least 6,823 times. It was human beings who decided for reasons that made sense to them to delete his name and to replace it with something more appropriate in their view. This in spite of the Creator's own statement to and through Moshe, which is Moses, that this is my name forever, and this is my remembrance to all the generations. So there you go. There you go. Uh, it does say, secondly, any uh, one of the various attempts to pronounce the name is infinitely superior to the actual removal of the name or the substitution by an altogether different term. Because some of the reasoning for taking it out was like that it would be too hard to pronounce. So even like me butchering it to say it is better than not saying it. And they say, thirdly, in spite of the above facts, there's a lot of translations that perpetuate the tradition of substituting with Lord or God in all capitals instead of the Heavenly Father name. Um, and they, I think they actually said, like, sometimes they replaced it with, like, 
names of other gods. So, but surely he has many names, one may ask. Not so. Men have called him by many names, and indeed there are many titles by which he is known in scripture, but there is only one name by which he urges us to remember him to all the generations, and that name is Yahweh. Well, that makes sense, right? Because many of them are solo. People call me different names, right? And I will answer to different names. created the heavens and earth. Okay, so yours just says God. And then in the second chapter of Genesis, what I noticed that was interesting is um, it says the Hebrew text and then Elohim. So it says essentially Yahweh Elohim. And it says Yahweh Elohim for all of um, chapter 2 and chapter 3. What does it say? Same thing. It says the Lord God. Actually, it goes between the Lord God and then like to say for hadn't actually called him Adam. He kept saying the man. Mm. Did you see that too in yours? Does it keep referring to him as the man? Until we're in three, um, eight. And they heard the voice of Yahweh Elohim walking about in the garden towards the wind of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence. Is that kind of how it was for you? No, mine was earlier in two where he actually called him out as Adam. They, they, Where's that? The author in 22, 222. Um, the author of the book said, uh, then the Lord God made a woman from the rib and brought her to Adam and brought her to Adam. Okay. Interesting. And my still says to them, says to the man, but have you noticed like God never said, and I shall call you Adam, right? Like he brings all the animals to Adam and Adam's going to name all the Adam animals and all that. But nobody ever calls him. Nobody's nobody names Adam and or Eve for that matter. Yeah. There's no like definitive and I shall call you Adam. That never happens. I thought that was interesting. Um, all right. So the next part. Okay, then we will go to four. What I found interesting is, so suddenly in four, they're dropping Elohim. 
So it's not Yahweh Elohim, it's just uh, El, uh, Yahweh. It's just Yahweh now. So everything's talking about... Um, it just says Yahweh. Yeah, and mine drops God, and now it just becomes the Lord. So that makes sense. The Lord, the Lord. The right. Lord, the Lord. Yep. Okay, so the, this part was really weird. Um, can you read what it says for you in 4, 6, and 7? 4, 6. Uh, why are you so angry? The Lord asked him. Why do you look so dejected? You will be accepted if you respond in the right way. But if you refuse to respond correctly, then watch out. Sin is waiting to attack and destroy you, and you must subdue it. Okay, so he doesn't mention, like, his brother or... There's a sentence in here where he's... Oh, okay, I'll just read what mine says. Uh, mine says, why is he wroth towards you, and why is your face fallen? As if to refer that maybe Abel was wroth towards Cain. And God says, is it not if you do good, you are to be accepted, and if you do not do good towards the door is a sin? He is lying. He is lying and towards you is his desire and you must rule over him. So I was like wondering what, what is Abel lying about? And then I realized there's a footnote. And so if I looked at the footnote, it actually uh, compares lying as in crouching. Mm. So I was thinking about like lying as in like lying and waiting or whatever. So um, it's almost like, is God egging him on saying he's like lying, crouching, and towards you is a desire you must roll over him. It just felt like, why was God saying that? Was he trying to get Cain like more mad or try to turn his anger towards his brother? Does yours have anything? I don't know. No, mine doesn't have anything. And I don't necessarily see it that way. But I also don't understand how Cain can just go. Like later on, he talks about how he just attacks and kills his brother. Like... It doesn't yeah, talk about like, any sort of jealousy. I, it doesn't. I, it just basically goes out. Later, Cain suggested to his brother, let's go out into the fields. And while they were there, Cain attacked and killed his brother. Like, whoa, this is so out of left field. What? Yeah, like, okay, I brought my best grain and it's awesome and God's going to love me. And then he's like, oh, man, Abel brought livestock. Man, my stuff's no good anymore. I think I'll kill him. Like, Yeah, like, right? What so, like, moving, moving on, it's always interesting to me. Like, God... God knows the answer, but he still asks Cain, where is your brother? Where is Abel? It's like, mm. you know the answer. You know that he's dead. You know that Cain killed him. You know, when you brought that up, it reminds me of, like, honestly, one of the greatest parenting techniques that I've learned is to parent by asking questions. Mm. When you parent by asking questions and you lead people to their, like, you lead your kids to their own decisive answer, it actually shifts their heart. And usually puts them in a great space for learning. So maybe that's what God is like modeling here instead of just saying, you killed your brother, you're exiled, trying to test um, Cain's heart and see okay. what he would say. And of course, Cain lies. <laughs> right. And that makes sense. Like I could hear, I could hear a father saying, what have you done? Listen, your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. So that makes sense. Right. Okay. This next part, this is crazy. Okay, I don't know what yours says, but mine is... Okay, so 4.13, Cain is, like, crying out, back out to Yahweh, saying, my punishment, my punishment is too great to bear. See, you have driven me from the face of the ground today, and I am hidden from your face. I shall be a fugitive and a wanderer on the earth. And then this is crazy. Watch. And it shall be that anyone who finds me kills me. Who, who could, is anyone? Like, who could possibly find him, right? Let's, let's recap. There is Adam mm -hmm. and Eve. Mm-hmm. 
and then and she gave birth to Cain and, then and Abel. Abel. That's four people on the earth. And then Cain kills Abel. Right. So that's three people. So well, does, get this right here. So the next part in fifteen is God said to him, "Well, if anyone kills Cain, he shall be avenged sevenfold." So God is also saying that there are other people. So I'm I'm gonna have to look that up because I don't even know like what does that mean. And then in seventeen it says that Cain gets a wife. Cain knew his wife. How did Cain get a wife? That's a good question. <laughs> Thank you. I thought so too. That's a very good question. Of course, then we got 19. And Lemek, I don't know what it says in yours. What's the name in there? It says, Same thing, Lemek. Lemek took for himself two wives. So we have the first example <laughs> I wrote of a man being greedy. <laughs> That's funny. So we have the first example, because from anything you could read so far in the Bible, doesn't say anything about Adam actually having more than just the one wife. Don't, doesn't it make you kind of wonder, like, how did that become a thing? How did the first, like, man have more than one wife? Greed. <laughs> I don't know. So, but, but then it goes wonder. right back to earlier, like, who are these other people? Is there another portion of the story that we don't know about? That's what I'm saying. You know, I really wonder, like, in, in Jewish tradition with the Torah, there's all these other things that are not interpreted or uh, amended into our book, into our Bible that we know of. So I wonder if in the other lessons in Jewish society, in Jewish culture, if they talk about this because I don't know. There's so much missing here. Okay, so at the end of four, there was one more thing that I wrote a note about. Um, well, it does also talk. It says, okay, so after Cain kills Abel, later on, Eve has another son. In uh, mine, his name is like Sheath. Don't know what it is in yours. Uh, but then it does say in five, like that they had more kids. They're never named. I feel a little sad for like their fourth child. <laughs> Apparently wasn't wasn't enough to name. But um at the end, 426, it says, And sheath to him also a son was born, and he called his name Enosh. Then it was begun to call on the name of Yahweh. What does it say for you? Uh, when Seth, mine, mine is Seth, Seth not, okay. yeah. When Seth grew up, he had a son and named him Enosh. It was during his lifetime that people first began to worship the Lord. Oh, okay. So that makes sense. So then, then does that mean prior to this, the Lord was much more of uh, a partner in all of this, or he was alongside all of them instead of worshiping them? And granted, this is um, hundreds of years later, right? Not, I don't think so, no. Because Eve had Cain and then Abel and then Seth in your version. Yeah, but if so, and I'm then just, Seth had a son, Enosh. So just jumping ahead. No, you can't jump ahead. Uh, but this, They're right. gonna have to stay tuned tomorrow. Fine. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna find out more. Cliffhanger. Dun dun dun. Uh, so so yeah, it's really interesting. Two different Bibles, same story, uh, but different interpretations, and different loopholes. Right. Yeah. So, so that's it. Um, so join us as we read through the Bible in one year today, day one, we read through, uh, Genesis one through four. Um, tomorrow we hit five through eight, I think. Yeah. Cause five comes after four, man, you are so smart. <laughs> this is going to be epic <laughs> or not. We're not sure yet. Uh, Stay tuned to find out. <laughs> all right. Well, there you go. Okay, I just gotta say, you're cracking me up right now. Why? What did I well, do? Well, 
because okay let's backtrack for people who may not know um i am leading uh at least a thousand women from what god was saying uh, in reading the bible cover to cover it's a 52 week challenge to read the whole bible in 52 weeks and i was trying to find five women to do it with me god told me to do a facebook live i did and there was 25 women who wanted to do it and then there was 100 and then 200 and then suddenly god's like nope i'm bringing a thousand right now start date there's over 2,000 women um, in the group and almost like 800 women uh, on the email list so I don't know the exact number but it but it's a lot and so earlier I was reading the Bible and I asked you if you kind of wanted to do it with me and you kind of at first was like oh I don't want to really do it but we had a great talk about how you know where we're going in our life and going into ministry and all this God's adventure stuff and wouldn't that be kind of a neat thing to do and do it together? And, and actually I asked you if you would help me to flesh out scripture to read with me. And so I have someone to bounce off like, Hey, this doesn't make any sense to me. And so eventually you like said you'd do it. But the reason I brought that up is because you're cracking me up right now. This is how much I love you. This is how you roll in life. <laughs> like, I don't really want to do it. I'm kind of dragging my feet. You know what? Yeah. I'm feeling in my heart. It's probably not you speaking. It's probably God. Okay. I'll agree to do it. And then it's, but if I'm going to do it, let's record it and we'll just turn it into a podcast. Because <laughs> if you're going to do it, you might as well be like super held accountable, have people knocking on your door. Like, where's your podcast for numbers one through five? Like, I right? need to have it today. Right. So, and it just goes to show you through everything else. If we can do it, you can do it. So. I love that about you. There you're you like. Go. Well, if I'm going to go in, I'm going to go all in and I'm going to top you one. I'm not going to read the Bible. I'm also going to do a podcast on it. Nothing like beat to the fire. <laughs> You're fabulous. Thank you. You're fabulous.